Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Jordan Goodman. And Jordan grew up on Rhode Island as the son of a professor at Brown University. He started out as a journalist at age 12 on Cape Cod, where he had a summer house with the family. That's so nice. It's so just posh. I gra uh, he graduated Amherst College, the London School of Economics, and got an MA in journalism at the Columbia School of Journalism. He's become America's money answers man by being a regular guest on many radio shows and TV shows and podcasts just like this one, having written 13 personal finance books, spending 18 years at Money Magazine, and nine years at NBC News, and hosting his own Money Answers radio show. This guy has been in the industry. That's why I'm bringing him on the show. This isn't new to him. He deals with businesses like you and entrepreneurs like you all day long for years and years and years. He's seen it all. We're going to talk about it. So Jordan has helped many people make better financial decisions and get access to helpful resources through his website, moneyanswers.com. So that's where you want to go, moneyanswers.com. And we're going to put a forward slash on that because Jordan put a gift out there just for you, my listeners. So it's moneyanswers.com forward slash first 100K. Got it? Good. Let's get into it. So Jordan, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro. Would you, sir? Great to be with you, Joseph. Yes, you've got it all right. But just a few other little kind of fun things. I did start at age 12. We had a house in the Hyannis right near the docks where the ferries go over to Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. So starting at age 12, I literally was writing the youth baseball column for the Cape Cod Times because there's leagues all over Cape Cod, Falmouth and Chatham and Harwich and all these different places. And so I'd be hanging around the newsroom. And I, so I was a journalist starting at age 12, but I also noticed that they print too many newspapers. You know, had an overprint, I guess you might say. And I'd ask the pressman, what do you do with these things? He said, well, just throw them away. You know, just, we print more than we need. And I said, mm. would you mind if I take them? He said, great, you know, we, we much less work for us to do. So I would take those newspapers in my bike and go down to the, the ferries and sell them on the ferries for, I guess this was like in the 1960s, like 25 cents a piece or something. And uh, we had first go through the ferries, nobody would want it. And then they're sitting there with nothing to do for five minutes. 
By the time the ferry left, maybe three quarters of the boat had bought a, a, a newspaper, and then I'd go back and get more papers. So How many papers? How many? Zero. Yeah, I love it. How many papers were you going through a day? Hundreds, hundreds. I was many what? as I could on my bike. But it wasn't that far to go, so I'd have my, all of my baskets in the front and back of the yeah. bike. So I'd as many as you could haul. Exactly, right. And then I'd go back to get more. And by the end of the day, my hands were filled with ink, but I'd made like $200 or whatever it was. Dude, so was $200. What year was this? About Ballpark. 1966, 67, something That's like that. That's huge money, <laughs> especially for a 12-year-old. You were probably making more than your parents. Or At 25 cents a piece. I seem to remember that's what it was. The Sunday paper was like 25 cents a piece. So anyway, that was my first entrepreneurial venture was writing for the paper and literally profiting from it. With I love goods. <laughs> yeah, Startup Nation, I love stories like this, right? Young, entrepreneurial, just resilience, right? We all have some level of resilience. Here's Jordan, right? He sees an opportunity to take one person's garbage. Exactly. And to turn it into another person's product, right? Exactly. That people are willing to pay for because he, all he did was he brought this man's garbage over to an audience where he knew they wanted that very specific product. That's it. I my supply and my demand and I put oh. the two together. There we go. That was, so that's always been what I do now is I see what the demand is, what people need. I figure out how to supply it make both sides happy and make a business out of it. All right. So startup nation right there. There's your, there's your formula, right? Jordan's like landing wisdom explosion right there on you. Like it's that simple. You are a professional matchmaker exactly. as an entrepreneur. Jordan, what do you want to add to that? Well, that's exactly. And that's been my business model ever since I've been a journalist, as you said, money magazine, and NBC and done all these books and so on. And I do them based on what people need, what people want, what people tell me they need. And then I go out and find what meets their needs and exactly perfectly saying a matchmaker. I put the two together. So my business model as an affiliate business model, I affiliate with high quality financial service organizations of all type, tell people about them. They get good customers. The, the customers get services they did, didn't know existed and I get a little something in between. So that's so been what, my model ever since. So what I'm hearing you saying is you're doing the exact same model that you were doing at 12 years old with newspapers, right. except exactly. you've that's scaled it scale. <laughs> exactly. on a bigger scale, right? You're taking someone else's product. You're not a product creator. Correct. You're taking other people's products that are already existing and you're just finding the audience that wants them. And then you're taking a transactional fee in the middle for making the introduction as that professional matchmaker. Is that accurate? It's an affiliate fee is what I call it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm That's just right. using loose language. Should I give you an example? Because I mean, that would maybe bring it to life a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So one thing that people hate is paying on their mortgage for a long time, for 30 years. So one of my affiliates is called truthinequity.com. And they literally help people pay their mortgages off in five to seven years on their existing level of income. Now, this is something people don't even know is possible at all. But there's a whole program behind that that literally takes you step-by-step step through it. And on your same level of income, if you flow your money differently, you can make a lot of progress on the principal and literally be mortgage-free in five or six years, something like that. So that just blows people away that that's possible. Now, I don't do it. I tell people about it. The people at Truth and Equity actually take them through the whole process. But I can tell people about it. They get customers out of it. People are wildly happy to have literally saved 25 years off their mortgage and tens of thousands of dollars. So that's kind of where I'm a connector. And that's, 
that's an example of one of my affiliates. That's a, it's an example, right? However, I'm going to uh, just come in from what's going off in my mind, right? As humans, we're skeptical and cynical, mm-hmm. right? That's the world we live in. That right. sounds almost too good to be true. How yeah. do you like, like, how did you come to this, this company? Like, just give me the, the uh, 60 second answer on that. Uh, they heard me on a radio show. I was on a radio show in Kansas City. I'm doing call-in shows all the time. And we were talking about mortgages. And the guy called me up from the company and said, do you realize that you could pay more? I said, no, I've never heard of something like this. Tell me about it. I have open ears. Uh, it took a while for me to kind of understand the whole thing. This was like in 2007. Mm. And I finally got it. I met the guy. I checked out that what they do is really, really good, which it is. And I've been telling people about them. They've had over 50,000 leads and probably at least 5,000, if not more, people actually go through the process and literally transform their lives. So that's the way I found out about it. I check things out very carefully. And then when I'm on board, I love to tell people about it. Any idea what their success rate is on the 5,000 people that have gone through the program? 100%. What percentage? By that time, if people have actually signed up for it, they're gonna be committed to it and go through the whole process. I mean, I can briefly describe how it works if that would be helpful. But no, no, no. That's, that's, people can go, my listeners can go do the work. You're an entrepreneur listening to this show. We give you the resources. Jordan's given you the resource. It's up to you to go and show up, right? We don't like spoon feed you here. Okay. That's not what we do. All right. So Jordan, let's get down to business. My audience loves context. How much revenue, gross revenue approximately did your business do in the last 12 months? Last 12 months, I'd say about 700,000. 700,000. Congratulations, sir. Well done. How long did it take you in this business, same business, to hit your first 100,000? Well, that would have been back in about 1992. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was with a book that I did, which was called Everyone's Money Book. And so I did the book, but I partnered with a guy named Sonny Block, who uh, was a great promoter. He was on radio and TV and all of the places. So that was kind of a partnership. And that's part of the key to success is you can, you bring what you bring to the party, but you ally with other people that bring other things to the party. He brought promotion to the party mm. and we made the thing, you know, a big success and easily made a hundred thousand in that year. So, you know, every, every year since then, there's always something new, but that was the first time I did it back in 1992. Got it. So let me just uh, put that in a little nutshell there. So what I'm hearing you say is uh, within your first year in this business, you made 100K and it was through one good successful partnership. Is that accurate? Right. And then that spun off to others. But at the beginning, correct. It was one successful partnership. And that it didn't awesome. just come out of the thin air. I've been on Sunny Block's radio show for about 10 years. So you were, you were building a relationship and over time, the opportunity, you saw it, you made the match and you guys went into business and both won. I love it. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, How, here's, here's what I want to say. So startup nation, the reason why I brought Jordan onto the show is because he's a guy that plays in the financial space, right? Especially with a lot of small businesses. And as he's sharing right here, he does a lot of matchmaking, right? It's all about relationships. And you hear me say this over and over again on the show. It's, it's less about what you're doing and it's more about who you're doing it with. 
right? And many of us focus on the what, like, how do I do it? How do I do it? And the real question, and if you go back to my uh, episode last week with Topher Morrison, he speaks about, it's not so much how you do things, it's who, you're looking for the who, like who can I partner with to achieve what I want to do, right? Not how do I do it? Who can I partner with? I probably already have the resources, the money, the capital, whatever I need, right? So I wanted to bring Jordan on really to, to kind of speak about that and to create new possibilities where maybe you're having a mental breakdown and you're being stopped right now in your business. And you're saying, I don't know what to do next. What do I do? What do I do? So I, I, I asked you, step back from that question, what do I do? And, and ask yourself, who is it that has what I need? Who is it that can get me to where I wanted, want to go? What do you want to add to that, Jordan? The key to business success is one word, leverage. And by leverage, I don't mean debt. I mean leveraging your relationships. Mm. Uh, you've got something that is, is a value. Other people have something that's value. The two of you combined can do a lot more than each of you individually. And so you should look around in your universe, see what strengths you have and see what strengths other people in your ecosystem have and how can you work with them to create something that either of you individually could do. I mean, what I just mentioned before, truthandequity.com has a great service to help people pay their mortgages off faster than they ever thought possible. I have a great platform and then I'm on TV and radio and podcasts and kind of getting the word out all the time. So, They've got a wonderful thing. If I tell people about it, I drive customers to them who are very, very happy. They get business out of it. So it's what I'm bringing to the party is the ability to spread the word. They're bringing to the party the ability to help people pay their mortgages off faster. So the two combined, leveraging each other, creates something that each, each of us could not do individually. I get that. That's powerful. Okay, so let's get down into like the nitty gritty, right? Because it, it's really like startup nations listening right now and they're like, okay, I, you know, I get it. It's all about partnerships, but how the freak do I do it? Like, how do I match with the right people? How do I know they're legit? I've never used their product. How do I put my name, my reputation on the line and start broadcasting that to my friends and family and all this other stuff? So here's what I'm going to ask you. How did you make your first 100K, Jordan? Specifically, what are your top three tips or strategies? Well, uh, verifying that people are correct. I mean, you, you, the one asset you've got uh, is your credibility. And you've got to make sure that if you're lending it to other people, that you vet them very, very carefully. And I've done that with everybody I've ever represented or had an affiliate relationship with. Now, some of them have blown up, which I'll be glad to tell you about. You do the best you can, uh, but that's important to vet, to make sure that you know they're good, you're good, integrity, doing things right. So that's a, a key part in any relationship is you, you just, you, if, if you feel something's wrong, step away from it. Okay. Cause you're mm. going to, it's, it's going to blow up is what's going to happen. And I've had experience with that. Uh, so I've learned that the hard way is, you know, if, if you think things are kind of going sideways, it's going to go worse. I mean, the okay. vast majority of the people I've dealt with have worked out perfectly fine. I've dealt with them for 20, 25 years. They've delivered, I've delivered, and it's been great relationships. Got it. About how long do you spend vetting a new potential partnership? Oh, at least a month. I'll talk to their customers. Um, in many cases, I'll use the service myself. Um, I meet people in person to check things out. I look at their office, you know, do what I can to vet things. You know, I'll just give you another example. Uh, I just 
bought a car. Uh, there's a, a car buying service called carq.com that'll mm -hmm. get you the best deal in a car anywhere in the country. Price, leasing, financing, whatever it may be. I just got my fifth car through carq.com. I use it myself. I'm in New York and they shop around the country in the latest car I just got about two months ago. They found the best deal in Newport Beach, California. Now I could never do that on my own. So they saved me $8,000 over getting the same car at my local dealer. And it cost about $800 to ship it across the country. So I actually did it. So it actually worked. So I'm glad to tell people about carq.com as a way of saving thousands of dollars and getting a great deal on financing or leasing. So you know, in this case, I actually do it. That's about the best endorsement you can have if you've actually experienced it yourself. I agree 100%. And, you know, for me personally, that would be my challenge. I normally don't back something unless I've done it myself, I've used it, I've tried it, and it's worked for me, and I got great results. Correct. Now I can naturally and authentically evangelize that product, and it's not, I'm not full of it, right? Correct. I'm authentic. I'm just, hey, here's my story. You want it, you don't, doesn't matter to me, but here's what it did for me. Exactly. And, and I do that with, I mean, not everything I talk about I need, but I've seen people that have needed it and it's, it's been transformative. It, it just has. And so, and I hear back from the, the customers who use it as like, thank you. So I, I had no idea I could pay my mortgage off in five years instead of 30 years. It was like, didn't even occur to me as a possibility, but I mean, say you're a 35 year old couple and your mortgage is paid off at 40 instead of 65. It feels good to really transform people's lives in a positive way like that. That's cool. All right. So you spoke about um, vetting and researching your potential partners extensively, and you right. normally put in about a month to do it. You speak with their clients. You find out, like, is this for real? Is it legit before you move forward? Correct. Are there any, what other tips or strategies do you use in these types of partnerships? Like, let's get down into how do you put the partnership together? Like, how do you decide on the transactional fee or the percentage you're going to make, the affiliate fee? Uh, how do you come to terms with that, like specific? Well, I've done this a lot, and so I have some guidelines for it. I mean, typically, a marketing partner is going to get about 20% of the value of the transaction. That's kind of a, a rough idea. It depends, mm -hmm. but that's roughly. So if you bring in a hundred dollar client, I'd get 20, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you have to, but a, a contract has to be win-win. It can't be too much one side, one way or the other. So they're happy to get customers and happy to pay me something for bringing them customers they would never see otherwise, but it can't be so burdensome that, you know, they, they have nothing left to run their business. So that's kind of the rough rule of thumb I've been using is about 20%. Got it. All right. 20% is your cut. 80% is theirs. And you bring in new clients that they don't have. Now talk to us really quickly about building that platform that of, of potential customers, right? You have a wide platform. So like you were telling me earlier, before we got on, you have over a hundred thousand listeners per month to your podcast. Those are all potential clients for at least some of your affiliate relationships sure. in place. Okay. So speak to a startup nation for that person that says, I don't have any relationships right now. Like I don't have 10, 15 years doing this, building up a platform of potential people. So what's, what's my real value that these potential uh, partners can leverage? What do I bring to the table? What do you want to say to them? Well, everybody's going to have something different that they're going to bring to it. I mean, you're right. It, it doesn't happen instantly. Uh, I've been doing, uh, you know, Money Magazine and NBC News and my podcast for 
11 years. Uh, so I built up a whole kind of media background and that's, that's my strength. I'm very good at it and I bring people to it. Everybody's going to have a different strength. That's not the strength a lot of people have. But uh, if, you, you're, if you're passionate about something, whatever it may be, building something, could be software design, could be designing dresses, could be anything, just have that passion and then see who you can help uh, execute that passion, whatever it may be. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, it, it starts with you. It starts with mm. what, what excites you, what, what you love to do. And then that it, it goes from there. You can't kind of impose something on you. I love being on media, doing TV, radio, helping people with their personal finances. I make a living from it, but I also get a, a thrill out of helping people make a transformative financial decision. So I get psychic benefit as well as financial benefit from it. <laughs> Got it. All right. So Startup Nation, what I'm hearing Jordan say is start where you're at. There is no wrong place to be starting. Start where you're at. Start building the relationships. Be real with people. Be authentic. Try products out. And, you know, if you get great results, start evangelizing it. And then set up, uh, you know, a relationship with that partner and say, hey, you know, I can bring potential clients to you. How can we make money together, right? How can you leverage me and my network? And how can I leverage you and your products, right? So I think that's really valuable there. So what were some uh, mistakes? I want you to pick your top mistake, Jordan, sure. that you made in a partnership affiliate relationship. Give us like literally two minutes on that story. Take us right to the ugly, to the mess. Go. So we talked about Sonny Block, which had been on his radio show for 10 years. We came out with this book in 1992 called Everyone's Money Book. It did very well. And then he started doing some squirrely things. And without going into all the details, basically he bought some radio stations and he was selling pieces of those radio stations to his listener on his radio show. And the SEC came down on him as selling unregistered securities without a license, okay? So putting a long story short, he ended up in jail. <laughs> okay. So here I am with a picture of me and Sonny on the cover of this book. I'm at Money Magazine at the time. And New York Post, you know, front page headline, you know, Sonny in jail, this big financial guy, you know, in jail. So, you know, it dragged down my reputation. Now, I didn't do anything wrong, but he did. And here's the picture of us on the cover of the book together. This big prominent book with this big publisher and all that. So that was not good. Okay. Yeah. So what did you do? How did you backpedal out of that immediately? Right? Like you're being associated with a guy who is now perceived as a criminal Correct. has done criminal, criminal activity. You didn't do it, Correct. but you, you went into partnership with him. Your face is showing up next to his face in the news Correct. and the media. What Correct. did you do specifically? What steps did you take to back out of that relationship as fast as possible? And so I, I save how, your reputation. I learned how to get a note to somebody in jail, which is a skill I'd never had before. <laughs> And I got him a note and said, would it be okay if, would you give me permission to do a version of the book without you on it? He scrawled it. I got it back from him and that gave me permission. So immediately we pulled those books and came out with another edition of Everyone's Money Book with only me on the cover. Now, some people still remember me and Sonny, but it, you know, it, it was like six months, something like that. But since then, the book came out and sold a whole bunch with me only on the cover. So I pulled out of the situation as quickly as I could. But once all this broke, the book was already out there. Was, I, I couldn't, you know, take that back. Um, so I did the best I could. And, you know, I took a bit of a reputation hit and people around Money Magazine were certainly, you know, ribbing me about it. Um, but 
I did the best I could. And so we had talked a little bit earlier where I didn't listen to my gut was I was starting to see him do some kind of squirrely things. And I remember when we went to the photo shoot for the cover, I said, Sonny, now don't do these things. It's just, you don't need it. He was a multimillionaire. He had a big brownstone in New York. He had a wife, he had kids. And I said, don't be greedy. You don't need to do this kind of stuff. And he just kept doing it anyway. So I warned him. He went, you know, he, when, when people get really big like that, they think they're untouchable. That's mm, why Greed yeah. and power, right? That's what takes down good men. Greed right. and power. You know, it's interesting because what I'm hearing you say is you warned him. Right. And he ignored it. Correct. And your gut warned you. Correct. And you ignored it. It was too late, really. Yeah, I mean, you were in it. You were in the mess. And this is somebody I'd been working with for 10 years. Got it, yeah. Weekly wow. on radio show. Man, His that sucks. Was, was on, every, you know, New York is on 300 stations around the country for three mm -hmm. hours every day. He'd have Alan Greenspan on. He'd have every major financial guy on there. And I was on as a Money Magazine person. So it's not something I just, you know, got a, and jumped into bed with him the next day. It was a right. long-term relationship that went sour. So Got it. Man, thanks for being trans. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being transparent and sharing us, uh, sharing with us. You know how you got burnt in that. That's real. I mean, okay. right? So, Startup Nation, it's like listen to what Jordan's saying there. It's like if your gut is telling you that maybe uh, some of the activity that you're thinking about doing is questionable, or the people that you're associating with they're doing questionable activity. Like act on that, like right now and avoid going through the skadooge that Jordan went through. Learn from his mistakes. Intuition is very powerful. It really, when acted upon. When acted. Yes. Okay. So Jordan, why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? Why is that such a milestone that 80 plus percent of small businesses just can't break through and they end up going under? Because I don't think they use the leverage that's out there uh, disposal. They think they have to do it all themselves. Mm. Uh, and they, don't, they can't trust anybody else to do it. I've got to do it myself. And one person has only so much time, effort, you do have to sleep a little bit, you know, and you just burn, burn yourself out, basically. Whereas the key is if you leverage other people's time, expertise, financing, then you can make it grow. I think that's the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they just try to do it all themselves. I get that. That's powerful. What's the best business advice you've ever received in 60 seconds? Well, this whole concept of leverage, I think, uh, and, and associating with good people, uh, checking people out carefully, what we've been talking about, it, it's worked. So I think that's the best is you don't have to do it all yourself. You, you want to see what you can offer to others, both customers and affil affiliate partners and make it work. That, that's definitely been what's worked for me. Got that. Share with us one of your daily habits that helped you get through the 100K mark back then. Um, I've got a to-do list and prioritize what to-dos are, are big. Uh, there's always going to be competing priorities for your time. Um, also being extremely reliable. And I think you've seen that in, in getting ready for this. Um, being on time. Uh, if I say I'm going to be there, I'm there. If, if there's a radio show, okay, you don't show up a minute late for a radio show, okay? You don't show up one second late. You've got to be there when it happens. Uh, if you have to meet a deadline for a book, or if I'm on NBC News, you know, be there, give them what they need in advance. Just really be reliable. 
because uh, then good, good things come your way. People want to work with reliable people. And if you're unreliable, you don't show up, people drop you quite quickly. I get that. So Startup Nation, let me be real and transparent because uh, Jordan just touched on it, right? So I make my guests go through seven hurdles, right? They have to take seven steps in order to be on my show. And that involves going to different social media links and different platforms uh, and even putting in like uh, a donation towards expanding the reach of the show and getting more listeners in more countries, right? That's a little bit of skin in the game. It's a very nominal amount. However, it really lets me know who my guest is before I ever meet them. Right. And Jordan showed up and I put this on him about, I think it was a day and a half ago, you know, right. here's seven things you need to do. Right. And he didn't complain. He didn't whine. He just took action and then got back to me. All seven things, check, done. I'm ready for tomorrow. Let's do it. You right. know, right there, like that's somebody I want to know. That's somebody I want to work with. So are you that person in your relationship, Startup Nation? That's the question. All right. Uh, so let me just kind of like wrap this up in a bow here. So let me just recap what Jordan has shared with us, Startup Nation. It's all about relationships, right? If you want success, it's about leverage and good people and putting them together, right? And, and putting those good relationships you have around you right now and leveraging them. What are products or services that people are working on, good people are working on, that you can introduce to other good people in your life and just play that matchmaker and, and then take a transactional fee out of that for your service, for your, the value and contribution right. you're making because you're creating leverage for both sides, both parties. So you are valuable in that. And then when it comes to those potential partners, make sure, Jordan says, vet those relationships, vet those products, vet those services. He spends about a, a good month uh, researching that. So maybe you should do the same, right? Really get to know their clients and ask their clients and customers, like, what was your experience? Give me the ugly. Like, what didn't work? Like, where, where was there a mess up? What weren't you happy with? Like, get that so that you could really get a picture of the worst case scenario before you start speaking it to others. And then marketing affiliate relationship, take that step and, and create that relationship. If they check all the boxes and you bet them and they're like, good, and you got a, a, an audience over here who wants their products and services, talk to them about it and say, hey, 20% is the standard. Here's the value I'm going to create for you. I'm going to bring you new clients that you can't get on your own. I'm going right. to introduce you to my audience. 20% win, win, win. That's the thing. Anything I left out in that, Jordan? No, that's exactly right. And then monitor them after to make sure that they continue to have integrity and continue to talk to clients and make sure it continues to work and that there's going to be continual demand for what they're offering. I mean, sometimes there's demand and then it dries up, but you want to see that there's ongoing continual demand. I'll give you another example. One people, and again, this came from me hearing what people say on radio shows, okay, on call and radio shows. Uh, my money is sitting in the bank earning nothing, okay? CDs, savings accounts, money market funds, zero, okay? I'm not happy with that, but I don't know what to do with my money to earn a higher rate of return, all right? So there's the need, there's the demand, okay? So the question is, what can I provide that would meet that demand? So I went on the board of something called the Secured Real Estate Fund, which offers an 8% yield over a one-year time frame in commercial real estate lending. And it's been great. I'm on the board, 20% owner of it. It's helped tons of people get an 8% yield on their money instead of getting zero. Uh, the website for that, securedrealestatefunds.com. 
but it came from seeing what the demand was. And I, I hear people are very frustrated that their money is earning nothing. So what could I go find that would provide them a good solution? So often it's coming from the demand side first. That's powerful. So Startup Nation, that's a really important insight. So listen, how do you know what products or services to represent and partner with and create affiliate relationships? Listen for people's needs around you. Right. What are their demands? What are the problems they're constantly saying they're going through that are repeating? Listen for those things, then go find them solutions before they ever ask Correct. and then tell them about it. That's powerful. All right. So Jordan, we're going to get into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This okay. is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. All right. Jordan, what's your favorite sound? Sound? Correct. Uh, Mozart music. Love it. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, putting screeching on a, your, uh, your nails chalkboard. on a chalkboard. Yes. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Uh, spiders. <laughs> Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, worrying about is it going to work out instead of just doing it. Mm, love it. What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, that they're going to turn out to be uh, not reputable or bring me down some. I mean, the whole Sunny experience was certainly an example of that. that they, they seem good, but then they don't turn out to be. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Uh, this whole idea of leverage, I think. I mean, at the beginning, you kind of want to do it on your own and you think you're all powerful. You're not. <laughs> so had I learned that earlier? I mean, I was successful, but it could have been even earlier than that. I learned a powerful formula back in the day, which complements exactly what you're saying. Value times leverage equals su success. Correct. It's that simple. What is a new habit that you want to form? Uh, exercise more. I do. I have a trainer who comes two times a week who beats me up a lot. I could do even more of that, I guess. But I, I realized that I wouldn't do it on my own. So in that case, I hire a trainer who does things to me I could never do on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Oh, boy. Uh, probably eating too much sugar. I would say that would be a bad habit I want to break. I'm being totally transparent here. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, I think that would make your trainer happy, right? That's right. Pick, pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, helpful financial guru. Got that. Pick three words to describe who you were before you made your first 100K. Um... Let's see. Um, employee uh, with potential. <laughs> Got that. That <laughs> mindset. It's a totally different mindset. And it last question. Totally different mindset to be an employee and to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Absolutely. And last question, Jordan. If you could come back to life and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Have integrity. Uh, believe if, if you're doing something that's right and really helping people, you're going to feel good. And tell the truth. It's really hard to lie because you can't remember if you lied what you to cover up. It's just tell the truth, have transparency, have integrity, and it's going to work out okay. Startup Nation, that is great wisdom there. Life is easier when you're authentic, transparent, and tell the truth. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want to tell my listeners about making their first 100K? So I do have a, a landing page for them that I'd like them to go to, uh, which is go.moneyanswers.com forward slash first 100K. And on there, I have some resources we talked about a little bit. Uh, I've got my whole ecosystem, as I like to call it, 
Money Answers Show, Money Answers Newsletter, uh, MyMoneyAnswers.com. I, I love to offer resources and I'm glad to take emails from your listeners as well. I just love to help people and I can help them in all kinds of ways. I'm solving problems they don't even know they have in many cases. That's most of us, my friend. All right, so Startup Nation, let me just recap that. Very important. It's the word go, G-O dot moneyanswers.com forward slash first 100K. All right, got it. So Jordan, thank you for being on our show today. We were speaking with Jordan Goodman. You can find him at moneyanswers.com. Jordan, I wish you peace, love, and your next 100K, sir. Thanks so much, Joseph. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a blessed day. You too. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.